This is All the Right Marketing, a publishing podcast by Cardinal Rule Press. On this episode, Maria is joined by a special panel of six professionals in celebration of National Career Week. This audio comes from a virtual conference originally recorded March 28th. Now, let's meet the panelists. Because we hope to get back to the moon in a few years. Uh, but also uh, work with Mars as well. Very, very exciting. Wow. Thank you, John. Elena Victoria, let's go ahead and hear from you all the way from Chicago. Hi, everyone. My name is Elena, and um, I run my own business teaching kids like you how to sew and design their own clothing. And I also am a fashion designer. So I make gowns for all different types of people um, for all different types of events. I do a lot of weddings, um, black tie events, and I make everyone feel really good about themselves in a custom gown that I sew myself. That is exciting. And Elena Victoria, um, you, oops, sorry, you are in Chicago and um, you used to spend a lot of time making jeans as well. Wasn't that where you started off? Yes. So my very first job outside of school um, after I graduated from an apparel design program at Purdue was through Abercrombie and Fitch. And I actually worked for the Abercrombie kids line, which a lot of you are probably wearing right now. And I made their denim in the year of between 2015 and 2016. That is so neat. So think about it, boys and girls. When you look out at the sky, John is a part of what we're doing by looking out in the sky. When you're watching television and cartoons, Mike is a big part of what we're doing there. And when you're wearing clothing, Elena Victoria has a part in that. Now, in order to get your clothing, a lot of times we need people to transport items. So whether it's your food or your clothing, oh, she's stepping away. I was gonna have Leslie go next, our professional truck driver, but we can have Leah go next because Leah helps transport people from place to place. Hi, Leah. Hi, thanks for having me. Great to see all these faces. Captain so my name's Leah. Thank you. My name is Leah Hetzel. I'm an airline pilot. I fly for Delta. Has anybody been on an airplane? A couple of people? Yeah, I love flying. So this is the kind of airplane I fly. 37. So I usually fly one to four flights a day, and then I have enough time to explore the city that I end up in, and I fly all over the United States and South America, Canada, not quite over to Europe yet. One of these days I will. But I ended up going to college for it. A lot of people think that you have to go through the military. You can go to college or flight school, and I love my job. Awesome. Thank you, Leah. And I should say that Leah was the pilot that flew one of my airplanes, and that's how I asked her to be here. I was so excited to see a female pilot. I said, will you please be part of our event? And next, boys and girls, when we talk about getting items from place to place, Miss Leslie, welcome. Tuning in from, where are you at, Leslie? Oh, hold on. Leslie, push the push. There should be a button. There you go. Yep. Right, right now I'm in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Fantastic. So tell us about your job, Leslie. Well, um, I drive the big trucks that you see on the highways and uh, 18 wheeler. And uh, I pick up items at a storehouse typically and uh, take them to the grocery market. Fantastic. And Leslie and I were chatting before our talk and she has traveled to many, many places in her truck and boys and girls sure does have a lot of tires on that truck. 
18 wheels, right? <laughs> um, I should just say we have people chatting in the chat box. We actually have seventh graders tuning in um, from the Echo Keek Academy. Why don't the classrooms go ahead and tell us where you're tuning in from as we hear from Marquise Williams. Marquise, I am looking for you so I can ask you to unmute yourself. Let me find you real quick. Um, I'm here. Oh, good. I can hear you. Awesome. There you are. How's everybody doing? My name is Marquise Williams. <clears throat> I coach uh, in the NFL National Football League for the Atlanta Falcons here in Atlanta, Georgia. I coach, uh, I'm a special teams coordinator, so I coach, you know, positions that involve any type of kicking of the football. So I've been doing that. It's been my, I finished one season here going on to year two. Oh my goodness. That's wonderful. And Marquise, I know you because you used to uh, coach for another team in the U.S. where um, I live. So you've been on a couple different teams, haven't you? Yes. Uh, recently before here in 2019 and 20, I was with the Detroit Lions. And then prior to that, I was with the uh, San Diego and Los Angeles Chargers. So it's been a blessing to be able to coach a sport that I love to play. Oh, that is just awesome. And you know what, Marquise, now that we have you here, I would love to hear a little bit about your childhood. What are some things that you liked to do as a child that led you to be a special teams coordinator in the NFL? Well, growing up, um, I used to watch one of my cousins play in the NFL. He played uh, college football, and professional football. So I always wanted to be like my cousin. His name was Ron Cox. He played for the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. So growing up, I always begged my mom if I could play football. Uh, started off playing soccer. Then we started. Then I got into playing football when I was in middle school and high school. And then got a scholarship to play college football in North Dakota, moving from California to North Dakota. And then as I was playing, like growing up playing football and playing sports all the time, my brothers, uh, it worked out to one of my coaches in college wanted me to start coaching football. So then I started to coach football. So yes. from awesome. playing football, I started coaching football. And so boys and girls, those of you listening, Marquise is really able to do something as a grown up in his job where it was something that he did as a child that he loved. So you really can love your job as you grow up. Let's hear from another one of our speakers. Um, who would like to go next? John, would you like to tell us a little bit about what you like to do as a child? So as a kid growing up in Texas, I was on the far west side of Houston and it wasn't really populated yet. So we had lots of woods. And I love to be in the outdoors. I love to explore. I love to ride my bicycle. I mean, my bicycle was my escape. I would just ride anywhere. And then as a family, we would always go on camping trips to the state parks in Texas. And so, you know, just that, that thrill of being in the, in the outdoors or going and exploring brand new places that I had never seen before. You know, some of those state parks are brand new to me, but others have been to them for years and years. So just that whole idea of exploring and being in the outdoors uh, just kind of lent itself to, to come to NASA, of course, where we love to explore the outdoors, the way outdoors, of course. Uh, but then an, another thing I think that drove me towards NASA is I had an uncle that worked at the Johnson Space Center as a technician. And he tested those spacecraft for the Apollo astronauts. And so I would, I would get to come up here as a kid and, and watch that. So, you know, between that and, and my I love of the outdoors and then as as all kids, I love watching TV, but all the, the cartoons and movies I watched were all about, you know, adventure like Johnny Quest and Speed Racer and 
the, the Robinson family on Lost in Space and Star Trek and Star Wars, all that kind of stuff just fed me into the space program. Excellent. Oh, my goodness. And speaking of television and cartoons, Mike, are you out there? Can you hear me? We sure can. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so how I got into what I got into as a kid, um, I was an only child. So I had a lot of time to myself. So I would draw a ton. And I watched a ton of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I know that that's still popular today because my kids watch it. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's what really got me into drawing and getting into animation and stuff like that. So, um, and I still have not animated yeah. a Ninja Turtle yet, but maybe, maybe one day, maybe one day. And Mike, you had something to show us, didn't you? Yeah. Yep. I can uh, show you kind of what I do just so it's, uh, let's see. We have, oh, it says, uh. It says disabled uh, screen sharing. Let okay, I'll go ahead and make sure, I'll go in the back end while we're doing, while we're going through okay. I'll make sure you have access. Um, as okay. we go through the rest of the group, we'll come back to you, but we have schools okay. in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Washington, Wisconsin, Iowa. Um, oh my goodness, where else? Rogers Elementary, Pennsylvania, all over the world, New York. Um, someone said happy birthday, Mrs. Desmondi. Thank you. It's not my birthday, but I sure do appreciate that. Um, <laughs> maybe that's my own kids saying that. I don't know. But we are so happy to have all these students joining us. Thank you. Elena Victoria, tell us a little bit about your childhood and what you like to do. Yeah, so as a little girl, um, I was always obsessed with clothes and jewelry and um, design was always part of, um, part of my life. Even I would say at age 10 was the first time that I, um, really put my creativity into something physical and real. I made my first dress. It was not very good. I mean, I was only 10 years old, but <laughs> you guys can dream big because I slowly got better and I learned the workings of a sewing machine from my grandma. Um, a lot of our grandmothers maybe know how to sew. And so like you, you might be thinking, oh, my grandma knows how to sew. She maybe made some curtains or, you know, has made my mom's dress or something like that. So as a young girl, I used my grandmother as a resource and learned how to make my own dresses. And now today, that's what I do for a living. So something that I used to love as a kid, making my own dresses and wearing them to graduation and homecoming and eventually making my own wedding gown. Um, as a kid now, I make other people's wedding gowns, other people's special event wear, and still stuff for myself, too. Can you hear me okay? Yes. I think we lost her. Okay, oh, yes, you lost me. I'm, I turned it over to Mike. There we go. Okay. Can you guys uh, see it? We sure can. Yep. Oh, perfect. All right. Wait, I'll, uh, I'll just preface it. This is uh, for a Lego set for Star Wars that we did. Um, I think it's the A-Wing. And um, I'm not like the hugest Star Wars fan, but this is what we uh, made for their, uh, their Lego set. Only it could go together that easy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very, very Phones, cool. Space flight were so easy. Wow. So. That is awesome. Very cool. Sure. Okay, there you go. <laughs> thank, thank you. you very cool and so that's all designed on the computer right you're using computer technology yeah, yep. to put that together yep so we got like uh 3d cad from the client and that's uh yeah all the little pieces yeah like you said 
they're just as easy to break, right? You know, the sets, but yeah. Yep. That is really cool. Thank you, Mike. And Mike, if you yeah. can um, go ahead and make me host again, we're going to ask Leah. Leah, I would love to hear about your childhood and how you were um, inspired to become a pilot. I'm not go ahead, sure Leah. how... Yeah, I always loved to travel and try new things as a kid. And I met a pilot when I was in high school and I learned that you could start flying right away. So I actually started flying when I was 16. And when I started, my now friend, he was 13 and he started flying. So he flies for a, a corporate company where I fly for the airlines. Um, so that was really, really cool. And you guys could start flying as soon as you can reach the pedals, the rudder pedals. That's how you steer on the ground and then you've got the yoke or the control column that's how you turn when you're in the air turn and climb and descend so i always thought that stuff was very very interesting and i'm really glad i got to do that while i was in high school it's really fun and exciting and i got a job at the airport washington airplanes so it was really fun to be around airplanes as a kid now did you live close by an, an airport then yeah you'd be surprised i bet you everyone on here there's an airport within 30 minutes to an hour with small, tiny airport where they have little airplanes and you can get, it's called like an introductory flight or a discovery flight. And they'll take, they'll let you actually fly the airplane. You know, that's really neat, Leah. Um, our children were able to do that um, in, our, in our community in Michigan. When you turn eight, it's a program put on by the scouts. And so for those of you tuned in, I will, when we send our follow-up email tomorrow, um, I will include that information so that your teachers can share that with you. Awesome. Thank you, Leah. All right, who have we not heard from about your growing up as a child? Leslie. <laughs> Hi. Well, um, my grandfather owned a warehouse and he had trucks there. I think he had about five or six, and uh, I always wanted to be a truck driver, but the family said that I couldn't, but back then, truckers had to unload their uh, own uh, trailers, and I was little. I'm only five feet, and uh, I just didn't have the strength to do that, but times have changed. And you just back up to a dock and you get unloaded now. But um, it was something that, uh, you know, I've always been around trucks. And um, I got my blessing from my family after times changed, thank God. And uh, yeah, I've been trucking for a while now. And I bet you've seen a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good and bad. <laughs> <laughs> Travel distances. Now, boys and girls, I am going to um, my speaker panel. We're going to just take a pause here because we have heard from everyone about their childhood, right? I'm double checking. Yes. I'm going to take a pause here and I'm going to ask our author, Cindy Schrauben, to unmute herself and say hello because Cindy used to dream of becoming an author. So Cindy, could you just speak to that for a few moments for us? Hi everybody. Uh, being an author is something that I always wanted to do, but I didn't always have the confidence in myself to make it happen. So I had to start small and I had to start writing and I had to learn from others. And it took me 
about eight years to get published, but I didn't give up because I really wanted that to happen. I will tell you a story though. When I was in high school, a friend told me I wasn't a good writer and I believed him. And it took me a long time to get out of that mindset that I wasn't good at that. And maybe I wasn't great, but what I needed to say to him was then teach me how to get better and help me, help me learn. And that's what I finally did. Fantastic. Thank you. So boys and girls, you can have a dream, you can have a passion, and then what you can do is you can grow up to do that every single day. You can see behind me that there are a lot of books. And um, as a publisher, I've always loved books. I actually have two that I'm hoping to read while we're on spring break at home this week. And um, I started out as a teacher and I loved being a teacher and I wanted to do something a little different with books. And so then I became an author. And again, I wanted to do something a little different with books and I started publishing. So I think it's also important to know boys and girls that you don't have to just be one thing when you grow up. You can be a dad or you can be an aunt or a grandpa and you can be a truck driver and you could be a hockey player and play hockey with friends. Like you can do many things. Now, teachers, if we could get some questions, we're gonna go into our Q and A period with our panel. If you have any questions about our exciting panel today, we would love to hear questions from you. And while you're gathering those questions, I would like to hear from our panel, what are a few top things you like about the work you do? Like when you go into the office or you go to work, give us one to three things that you're like, I love doing this in my job. So go ahead, speakers, we're gonna go ahead and speak freely. Um, you can unmute yourself if you're ready to share. What are a couple specific things you really like about the work you do? And why don't you remind us to say, remember, um, you know, I'm Mike and I am the XYZ. Okay. I'll start because um, I'm going to have to leave a little early. I got to go fly to Minneapolis soon. Um, but what I love most about my job is landing. It's really fun and exciting. I think it's always challenging. You can never be a total expert at it. You still have some that are just harder than others. And the training is great and it just makes it really fun that you have to challenge yourself every day. And that part's most exciting. What I love too, and I'm glad Maria, you brought up that you can be more than one thing. I'm a mom too. And a lot of people aren't sure about being able to be a pilot and have a family. And I love it because uh, my daughter is with a nanny who's a teacher when I'm away. So I really like that she gets to spend time with a teacher and learn a lot from her. And then when I'm home, I get to spend time with her and teach her all the things that I can teach her. So I love that about my job, being able to do both. And I meet new people every day. That part's very exciting as well. Oh, thank you, Leah. And I think it's interesting you like landing. Um, as a passenger, that's the part I don't really like. So I'm glad you like it. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> thank you, Leah. And I know you have to sign off early. We really appreciated your time. Um, anyone else from our panel, what is something specific you love about your job? I absolutely love driving and the fact that I am in a big rig and I can see so much farther down the road and it, you absolutely need to love driving if you're going to be a truck driver because we put a lot of miles on every single year. Fantastic. But my favorite part is, is just 
being up in the truck and, and driving down the road. That's awesome. Thank you, Leslie. Anyone else from our panel about something you love about your job? Well, I'll jump in. Okay. Um, so at NASA, of course, we design and build a lot of things so we get to use our hands. And being a scientist, I'm in the lab uh, most of the time analyzing rocks and soils or, or developing what I like to call fake moon dirt because when the Apollo astronauts brought the, the rocks and dirt back from the moon, they didn't bring enough for everybody to test with. So we go out into the, on field trips and we find places that have the same rocks and minerals as the moon, and then we make fake moon dirt and then we can test that in, um, in the lab or in the engineering uh, high bays or technology areas. I tell you, I had to laugh when Elena talked about her first dress she made and it wasn't very good. I mean, if you look back here, this is one of my rockets and it didn't fly very good, right? But it, that was one of the things I got to do, right? With my hands is, is build, build rockets for fun, of course. Um, and I started out at, you know, in the space program as an aerospace engineer because I thought that's what you had to be to work at NASA and be, and be in the space program. But then I found about science. And of course, I love being in the outdoors and I love science. So I, I went back to school. Even when I was married and had two small children, I went back to school and got my science degree. So you can see the engineering didn't quite work out, uh, but the science is still a lot of fun. And, and, and so, you know, that's, that's something else about NASA. I, I learn something new every day. I work with a lot of smart people. And sometimes I feel like I'm the dumbest guy in the meeting. But yeah, it's just a whole lot of fun. That's the imposter syndrome. You are, are not the dumbest person in the meeting. That's just your brain giving you bad self-talk. All right. Um, Leah, are you still there? Have, did you have to sign off already? I'm here. I have another, like, Eight minutes. Okay, we do have a quick question. Um, when, um, oh, now I lost it. Okay, how long did it take you to learn how to fly? So how long was the actual schooling? That's a really good question. I ended up going to a college. It was a four-year program. So some of my classes were in a regular classroom and then some I drove out to the airport and took flight lessons. And it was a flight school that was partnered with a college. It's kind of confusing, but it was great because then I got to get college credit for it. You can also just go to a flight school, but I'd recommend if you want to make a career of it, there's some amazing universities in every single state, you'd be able to find one. I chose Florida since the weather's very nice here. Um, <laughs> Fantastic. And Marquise, um, we have a lot of football questions. And um, I think the biggest question people are asking is, have you worked with famous players? And I believe by being a coach and being on the special teams coordinator, you probably have. Do you want to speak to that? Uh, yes, you know, I work with a lot of famous players, but it's pretty cool because they just love playing football and they just like to go out there and just play the game. So when you're on the field with them, you kind of forget that they're famous until you see them around fans and they're yelling their name and having to sign autographs. But that's one of the most rewarding um, things of coaching football is that I get to play football and help the players get better at their sport, that, which is what they love to do. So every day when I wake up, it doesn't even feel like a job because it's I'm just going to work and getting able to play football and help them uh, get better at you know exercising, getting stronger and faster. That's awesome. And Marquise, do you still get on the field and kind of like show show them the moves or are you more on the sidelines? Uh, 
I'm a, I'm more on the field. I'm very hands-on, like, you know, previous people were talking about on here. You know, I'm really hands-on when it comes to coaching because in order for them to, like, you know, have them do a specific task on the field or exercise, you got to demonstrate it. So you got to be in shape. You got to go out there and run around with them. They'll make fun of you at times because you're not as fast as them or as strong as them. But they give you, they give you, a, they, they love that you're giving effort and helping them get better. So it is pretty fun being able to run around, throw the football, catch the ball, show them how to tackle and all those fun things. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. And Mike, um, someone asked, and if you want to share what is one of the favorite things that you love about the job, but someone did ask when you started using a computer, which I think is a really good question, um, because when you started using a computer, the computers were probably um, not as advanced as they are now, correct? When did you start using the computer as a kid? Um, I would say it was high school. It was pretty late, to be honest. Um, you know, nowadays, um, yeah, it was more into drawing and uh, just hand animation, you know, drawn animation, the classic animation, like Disney animation. Um, but I, college is really when I started focusing on computers and stuff like that. So, yeah, yep. And for those of you who are in Michigan, Mike, I actually found that there are classes at the college you went to, Center for Creative Studies. There are classes for young children. And I found a class um, for Dexter, my son, and um, it's to design a pair of tennis shoes and then they help the children to build a, a, a shoe. So I thought that was really cool. That's which awesome. Leads yeah, it's, me a, it's into, a good school. Yeah, which leads me into Elena, Victoria. Um, tell us something that you really loved about, you know, going into work and what you love being able to do. So the thing I love the most about what I do for both of my businesses, sewing gowns for women and also teaching kids like you guys how to sew your own clothes and design your own jewelry is that I make a difference in all of the people's lives that I interact with. So for kids, I'm making a big difference in your lives because you feel really confident. You get to learn a new skill. You maybe make some friends in my class. Um, and me, you know, 10 years ago, I had a student take a class and now she is a fashion designer for Kate Spade in New York, and she's living her dream. And I have a lot of these success stories that um, my young students that were 12 at the time are now off and doing what they love for their jobs. Um, and then on the other side for the designing gowns, I have women that maybe don't feel great about themselves in a dress. And then I make them something that's perfect for their body. And they feel really confident and super beautiful. And um, that just really makes me feel good. Excellent. I had a question and I actually do not know the answer to this, but do any of our panelists speak another language? That was a question from one of the children. Nope. I don't either. <laughs> not me. And I will tell you, um, when we talk about different languages, I, so none of us speak different languages, but I believe there are specific, you could call it a specific language in each of our jobs. So for example, um, we have some new authors that are um, working with Cardinal Rule Press and we had to sign contracts with these authors. And sometimes when I read a contract, it is seems like a different language to me. And it's really hard sometimes to understand. And I have to ask a, an attorney to help me to read the, the words to really understand what it's saying. So sometimes, you know, we probably each have our own language in our jobs with vocabulary words, like Leslie with parts of the truck and with Elena, 
many parts of design and the sewing machine. And Elena, I know I've gotten a needle stuck before and you've actually helped me. It seems like the hardest thing to do to change a needle on the sewing machine. So I think each of our panelists are skilled in um, their own way, in their own shape, way, short, shape or form. Um, Mr. Gruner, we have a couple questions with uh, about your work with NASA and um, have you, uh, have you ever, let's see, designed um, that you talked about rockets and someone asked um, exactly what you do for NASA? Like what would be a day-to-day -day thing that you're doing with NASA? Okay, so uh, I have several things I do for NASA. Uh, one of them is, is a project scientist working on a robotic mission that's gonna be going to the moon in about two years. And, and that one, I, I basically work with people, other scientists to integrate their payloads and what they're gonna do on the moon. So that's you know kind of a, a brainy job. But what I really like to do is go down in the lab where I talked about making fake moon dirt. And so we have rocks and soils, but engineers come into our labs and they try stuff. So as a matter of fact, you know, a couple of days ago, we had people designing the tools that will be used on Artemis three. That's the mission that's going to go to the moon in 2025, hopefully. And so they had a hammer that might, you know, be used on the moon and, and they were whacking on rocks that they would expect to find on the surface of the moon to see mm -hmm. the strength of the hammer and the design of the hammer. Because you got to remember, the astronauts have to wear a glove. So they can't just use tools like everybody does here on Earth. You have to have tools specifically designed for gloved astronauts. And so just working with those designers on things that are going to go to the moon in a few years is a lot of fun. That is really, really great. Wow. Well, boys and girls, most of the um, questions coming in, Elena Victoria, someone wants to know if you know how to crochet. Um, so some of the additional questions um, have been repeated or Elena, do you know how to crochet? I do not know how to crochet, but my, I, I'm opening up some new formats for classes. The first one this year is jewelry design. So they get to make their own necklaces and bracelets and earrings. Um, and then I was going to do a crochet class and a like a sketching class for fashion designs. So stay tuned. And you know what? We will um, include the link to your classes in our follow-up email. That oh, amazing. Yes, I'm in four states now. Chicago, Detroit, Texas, and Den uh, Colorado. That's awesome. So any of our speakers, if there's anything we can share, if you can email me after our program, that would be fantastic. Um, and Marquise, I will tell you, there are a lot of technical um, football questions about teammates and your predictions. I'm not gonna ask those questions, but I just want you to know, we have a lot of football fans that are asking you some big questions. <laughs> and you might get in trouble I answering. Questions. <laughs> so. Maria, I'm gonna... I'm going to head out. I dropped my email in case anybody has Excellent. questions. I'd really be able to answer. Sorry, I have to leave early. Thank you for having me. Bye, everyone. No, Thank okay. you. That's Bye. okay. Um, and we are actually, we're going to wrap it up because I told the schools about 35, 40 minutes. So we um, are just so thankful that you were here tuning in. I thank our panelists for sharing your work and inspiring so many children here today that they can do anything. They can do hard things. They can learn things that maybe seem impossible. Um, so boys and girls, for those of you tuning in, let's big, give big waves and round of applause for our panelists. Cardinal Rule Press offers a variety of support to authors, booksellers, librarians, and families. Find out more at cardinalrulepress.com.